Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Australia podcast. We'll be bringing together the best technical leaders from across the industry to discuss passions, challenges and ideas. I am Matt and I connect businesses with talented contractors in the Sydney market. Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Australia podcast. We're bringing together the best technical leaders from across the Sydney tech scene to discuss industry passions, challenges and ideas. My name is Matt and I connect businesses with talented contractors in the Java development market. Today I'm joined by Kalpana Chandra Sekhar, the engineering manager at Sipco, Sriram Ramani, the engineering manager at Commonwealth Bank, Sanam Varma, an engineering manager at Nuix, and finally Roy Allencaster, the head of engineering at Worldline Services. So just as a disclaimer before we start, um, all thoughts and opinions expressed belong to each individual on the podcast today and do not represent their company's views. Okay, so before we delve deeper into the topic for today, which is remote working and distributed teams, tips and tricks, uh, we're going to work our way around the room with some introductions. So, Kalpana, would you like to kick us off with an introduction to yourself? Uh, yes, thanks, Matt. Um, uh, hi, all. Uh, I'm Kalpana. Uh, I'm working as an engineering manager at Zip. Uh, I've been in industry for more than 15 years, um, and I started as a software engineer, and now I evolved as a engineering manager over the period of time. And I've been in fintech industry for nearly 12 years. Um, yeah, and I'm passionate about uh, tech and also building high-performing teams. Um, that's about me. Great. Thanks very much, Kalpana. Brilliant to have you on today. And Sriram, we'll pass over to you next to introduce yourself. Thanks, Matt. Hi, everyone. This is Ram. Um, I'm a engineering manager chapter lead at Commonwealth Bank. I've been in the industry for close to 13 years now. Uh, like Kalpana, I started as a software engineer as well and evolved uh, slowly to become a leader. I aspire to become a leader and uh, um, excel in the leadership skills. Um, I'm passionate about uh, playing cricket and uh, riding motorbike. So yeah, that's uh, that's quick brief about me. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Ram. And Sanam, we'll pass on to you there next. Thanks, Matt. Hi, everyone. I'm uh, Sanam. I work with Nuix as an engineering manager. I've been in the software industry for a little over 17 years now. I started as a software engineer, just like all of you. Um, I had a little uh, detour, a tour that I stuck on by being in quality space. And that's been my, my niche. I've always been a quality engineering leader. And uh, now an engineering manager, I, I I love my job and I just love the role I play. Yeah, that's me. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Sanam. And last but certainly not least, uh, Roy. Hello, um, my name is Roy Alincastre from uh, Worldline Australia. Uh, Worldline is a, um, uh, a payment uh, company, big in Europe, um, still new in Australia. Um, I've been a fintech uh, industry for more than uh, 10 years uh, now, just showing my age. Um, our, our team uh, in Australia work mostly with the uh, team in, in, uh, in, uh, in Europe, our counterparts in Europe. So 
this topic is very relevant uh, to our current uh, situation, the working situation. Uh, in terms of passion, uh, outside work, uh, enjoy watching basketball. You should, you know, should see me watch my, watching my uh, team play and go crazy for the TV. Uh, but other than that, uh, cinema too, you know, uh, everyone's background came from software development. If I get a chance to do coding, I still uh, get every chance to, you know, to uh, scratch my itch and cut some code. That's me. Great. Thanks very much, Roy. And yeah, absolutely. My pleasure to have you all on the podcast today. I think we're in for, for a great episode and with some really great insights as well. So now that we know a wee bit more about each of you and your role within the Sydney tech community here, let's move on to the topic in focus. So I've spoke to everyone prior to the podcast and everyone has put forward a question surrounding the topic of remote working and distributed teams. So the format for today, what we'll do is we'll work around the room and asking each of the questions has been put forward by each of our contributors. And what we will do then is we will give everyone an opportunity to give their take on the question, provide their thoughts um, using their experience and, and leveraging the insights that they've developed through their careers. So uh, without further ado, we will get started. And the first question was posed by Ram. And that question is how to communicate effectively in a hybrid or remote environment and keep everyone engaged. So um, Sanam, I'd like to pass over to you to kick off um, with this question. This is, a, this is a really great question and really an important one because with us moving remote, um, effective communication and keeping everybody engaged is, is the key here. And almost all our face-to-face conversations, which flow seamlessly, are converted into virtual conversations. And it is it can be challenging to you know keep everybody engaged. So some of the things that that um, that I follow, especially when we have um, you know dedicated video meetings for a specific topic, um, there are certain certain um, checklists that I follow when sending out um, a meeting invite. Uh, things like your meeting invite should have a clear agenda. Why are you setting up a particular meeting? What is expected from you, the the invitees at the end of the meeting? And uh, what is the outcome you're expecting? We need to identify, this is, this is a very key point that we need to identify key people who can contribute and provide value to the meeting. If we end up having a meeting with 20, 25 people, which more often or not uh, can happen, then um, then the purpose of the meeting is is not met, and the people who cannot contribute have have just you know wasted probably an hour of their hour of their time and wondering what what do we even do here or are awkward enough to drop off from the meeting. Um, so we need to identify key people and not end up inviting an entire entire village the way we do at weddings, right? So um, we we need to we need to share pre-reads. The the organizer of the meeting should make an effort to share any pre-reads that you know that they would like um, the invitees to be prepared on before they come. Maybe it's a technical discussion. You would like them to go through any any technical documentation, have some questions ready. It could be a product um, product meeting and product team could be you know presenting an upcoming feature. Take a read on on what's already in place. Have your questions ready. Probably share it with the organizer so that they can already come prepared with the answers um, to the meeting. So having pre reads is important. 
leave the meeting with clear action items and identify owners of you know what's the next step and who needs to do what and last but not the least summarize the meeting um the outcome of the meeting in in a group chat on a conference page via an email and share it with with stakeholders and make sure nothing is nothing is missed we can all come to the meeting with one agenda but we also need to leave the meeting with everybody being on the same page which can be hard um when everybody is virtual so we need to we need to make sure we summarize everything and when we have any conversation especially over chat the tone of the message is as important as the content so we need to make sure that that when we are you know typing anything sending we read it multiple times and try to be intuitive uh, and perceptive as how the other person on the other side of the screen is going to you know going to um, have a read on it um so make sure that that your tone is is always respectful polite and and positive brilliant thanks very much sanam and and, and some really good actionable insights there uh kalpana what what's your thoughts um sorry so um uh, spadam sanam um it was really great um uh, insights from you um would like to add a um, few more on that on top of it um like when specifically when we are having a technical conversation or product initiative related conversation it it's easy for the people who don't have the context to deviate from the context um it's good to have kind of a whiteboard sessions where they can uh, virtually see like what's happening like what the discuss- discussions are happening and it good to catch up the notes and also like when if you have a team uh, spread across globally um, and if you can't have everyone in the meeting it's good uh, to give that opportunity for others also participate uh, in offline to jot down their ideas and um, to bring the conversation uh, that's how i see it Brilliant. Thank you, Kalpana. And and Roy, what what's your thoughts on that then? Um, those are good points. And I just want to add on uh, what Kalpana and Sana um, mentioned. Uh, you know, uh, Sana mentioned challenge with, with big uh, big meetings and other participation. Um, there's also the other side needs to be considered uh, as a as a facilitator. You should always um, keep an eye on those quiet ones. Uh, you know, sometimes they they've been they're not uh, you know special people are shy uh, to to speak up uh, and it's easy to especially if you're doing video conferencing uh, uh, you know, video cameras off it's um, easy to overlook people uh, you know not just speaking up so just making sure that you know you always give everyone the opportunity to to express uh, their their opinion and contribute to the uh, to the meeting. And on the other side as well, um, the other challenge of attending video conferencing when you're attending a meeting is you. Some people, um, it's easy to get distracted. So you got, you know, imagine you're, you're attending a meeting with multiple monitors. You, 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 you're doing, you're doing multitasking and, and, and staying, uh, out, you know, out, out of out of uh, sync with, with the, the discussion happening um, in the during the during the meeting. So my my advice always always stay engaged. You know this is a meeting. Uh, you know as I um, courtesy to the, the organizer. You know, they they yeah um, the, the organizers meeting. They put together the 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 content, the discussion. The, you know, people put um, effort in organizing meeting. So it's just uh, you owe them that that your time uh, and then participate in the meeting. 
yeah great definitely um for sure you, you always have to make sure you're, you're getting the contributions from from everyone and, and obviously not everyone has that same comfort level when when they're um speaking you know on teams meetings or things like that as well and um, so definitely agree with that sriram obviously this this was a question that you put forward um what what's your thoughts on on kind of what we've discussed so far uh well well uh i think uh most of us uh, were uh uh in a similar environment where most of us work in a hybrid environment that's what i can see all the experts here have given their thoughts they were they were really really good thoughts and uh, some of them i even took notes and uh started taking into my mind like when sanam said uh it doesn't matter when you're inviting the entire village to the to the <laughs> to the meeting uh it has to be precise and you have to be on point um now i'd like to add a few points as well in this topic where i'm still thinking about the question and sorting out how do i handle things um i think it's not only about meeting because nowadays it's more of like daily we are working from home it's like maybe once in a week or twice in a week we go to the office so it's it's more of not only about meetings it's also about what we all do the rest of the other time as well um in term in terms of uh, communicating effectively what i feel and i think as a leader is that you need to set as an example you need to set that sort of a culture within your team um set that mindset set that sort of a coaching coach talk, talk to people talk to individuals set a team meeting and you lead as an example so if you feel like everybody needs to be engaged and uh, everybody needs to you expect others to be on video yes you turn on your video doesn't matter if others are in video or not so um that's something which i personally feel uh, i can get started uh, or could be a good tip for others as well and the second thing uh, what i feel is um once you set that sort of a culture uh, make it a habit start doing that sort of a habit every now and then not only in meetings even if you're having one on one chats even if you're having or pinging someone uh, for something very quickly uh, like um, like kalpana and uh, royal as well mentioned keep it to the topic don't you know deviate there are, there are a lot of distractions when we are working from home but keep it to the topic and keep it on point such that the other person is able to replicate what your thoughts are um yeah that's uh, that's what i think so um will keep people engaged and uh, you know we can collaborate more effectively in a hybrid environment brilliant brilliant thanks very much ram um yeah definitely i think i think we've we've all probably taken something from from the responses there um and and kind of the insights and and the actions that that we all take every day um as i said we you know everyone's working remotely or or in a hybrid environment now um so so this is useful information for for everyone to know and and definitely some some actions that that we can all take away um so thanks very much everyone for that um that's a great start so if we were to move on to the next question then um and that was kalpana's question of how is hybrid working reforming career development and yeah roy i'm keen to hear your thoughts on this first this uh yeah interesting question i haven't thought about from, from this perspective until i saw the the uh, question and made realize yeah um remote working can can impact uh, someone's career um um and to me 
I think with remote working, unlike you know the you know before pre-COVID, um, where you get the opportunity to with everyone in the office, you get the opportunity to see the different opportunities around you. Um, whereas working remotely, you can be very, very, very isolated. Uh, you you um, kind of very narrow view on what's other opportunities that might be available to you. So my tip for this is again the as a manager, the one-on-one uh, meetings is very important and. And as we know, one-on-one is a, is a two-way conversation. So as an individual, you should also be always have that um, uh, discussion with your managers and what are the opportunities to so always make uh, make sure that you're always clear about your career goals. Um, you know, always have that part of your regular discussion with your with your manager. And uh, uh, the other thing also important is a networking, just like similar to what we're doing here. And now I'm with uh, three new people or four new people uh, by attending this podcast. So just networking is, is very crucial so that, you know, how you how you um, um, connect to different people, learning from them and then or again, discovering um, uh, new opportunities within the organization and also outside the organization. Yeah. Absolutely, and 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 definitely take your point on on networking. Um, for sure, it's it's becoming a bigger and bigger part of of all of our lives, and and uh, yeah, that's exactly why why we do this podcast. So, um, thanks for the for the free plug there, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would like that one. <laughs> um, and Ram, then, um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass over to you and and get your thoughts on that. Yes, uh, like Roy said, this is a, a pretty interesting question. Uh, like it's it's it stands unique to me, um, and good uh, Kalpana, it, uh, it it makes think it makes me think. Um, the, the the thing is, uh, like Roy said, it's a good way to start the network, um, expand your network. Like uh, if I have to say, uh, uh, the days before where we really been to hybrid uh, working, um, nowadays what's uh, something that I encourage uh, me and my teammates is when we go to the office um, doesn't matter uh, doesn't matter about the work let's spend some time socially let's go for a coffee let's go for lunch Um, that way we all interact and do something that makes us think like after this hybrid sort of work culture what has started happening is if we want a solution the immediate answer is go to internet search in um, search engine Google or whatever and then get your results but before before we started this sort of uh, environment, uh, the, the 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 culture was more to discuss with other engineers or other developers to solve X Y Z problem. So that's something I'm trying to encourage within my team and um, to myself as well as an individual. Um, wherein uh, for my career development, um, how much I, am I able to uh, interact with other person, learn from his understandings, learn from what he has done in the past and in the in the present and uh, take the learnings from him and put it across to whatever I wanted to do instead of relying on internet. So that way I get to improve uh, improve my social skills, my communication, etc, etc. And, and one more thing is when we are in a hybrid environment, uh, we learn to be self-organized. We learn that sort of a, um, a habit where we want to keep ourselves within what we are supposed to do and what we are not supposed to do. So in that way, the career development perspective, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm able to self-develop myself, 
think about myself like what i am what, how is my day how am i planning my day so yes the career development are uh, not elaborate but it can be made uh, fruitful for sure for sure no really re- interesting insights and and um think we're, we're all touching on but this was a question that that uh i was really looking forward to as well to hear and everyone's thoughts so so thanks very much so far um and sanam then what's your thoughts um yeah i agree this is this is definitely a great uh, great question and uh, i have um i have a little different um perspective here i feel that career development um in this hybrid mode of working is uh, two sides of one coin which is um what do we do as individuals to um to get acclimatized to now how do we see what do i do to be uh get more information like roy said we are in our silos and we don't know what's happening what are the other opportunities what do i do and at the same time with all most of the tech companies moving in this model i think organizations also need to realign themselves into policies that identify or change the expectation of career management people management in this this model so i think even even organizations need to take a step forward and say yes people may not be in office we may not have visibility um you know into what they're doing maybe just beyond their immediate leaders um what can we do to give them more visibility and i think this is where um engineering managers play a very important role because i have i have examples of people who are 100% remote and they are the high performers and i think as engineering leaders it is it is our responsibility to acknowledge that and set you know set a pathway for you know people's career growth and career um, development and make sure that that people get recognized um like like going back to the previous conversation there are some people who may not be really um you know comfortable in having these conversations or they might feel held back that oh i am you know 100% working from home am i really even uh, you know allowed to say that i'm doing a good job and uh, you know i need to go the next step in my career maybe somebody wants to go into the into the leadership role or an architect role but i think that's where engineering leaders like ourselves need to step in and say it doesn't matter where your location is because your contribution and value that you bring to your team to your organization does not change and as long as you as an individual show that and uh, since your leader has shown that trust in you so if you can you can do the same and you can say yes my contribution will never change and the value that i bring doesn't matter where my seat is located and um, and then people like us and engineering managers and other leaders uh, and leaders of leaders also have to have to acknowledge that that yes we need to change and being in office not being in office is not a restriction for for people's career paths and growth and that is why i'm insisting that it is it is you know that the direct leaders of of uh, of our people who can who can give them that visibility and provide them opportunities and bring opportunities to the table as well that look hey i think you know you're showing skills for this and i know something like this is happening there would you be interested in that why don't you go ahead so i think as as leaders we also need to be more informed of things happening around us so that we can share it with with uh, our people on ground brilliant yeah really interesting um take on that sanam and and i think yeah that that's definitely 
something that's worth calling out it is it is a two-way street and um, you know and we touched on earlier as well in terms of kind of having those conversations um, and and not being a one-way conversation but actually um, taking input and and giving out kind of your thoughts as well um so yeah very 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 interesting viewpoint there um kalpana what what's your thoughts then um obviously as yourself ask ask the question um what's your take on it uh, yeah it was great insights from uh, three of you um really really different views three different views um and uh, it's been a drastic change for the last two years in the, in the in the industry like where we have adapted the hybrid work culture and it's really very important to retain the uh, top talents in the team or in the organization as well um and it's also very important for the organizations to create the development plan for for the career development plan for the people who are working in the organization for like 3 years or 4 years no matter what right like you know and also it's uh, important uh, for the leaders who work closely with the people to identify uh, what skills they are uh, really strong at what they are lacking like it's it's important to build that competency skill metrics to identify those gaps and assign uh, some kind of uh, to, to like um, development materials or even a buddy in, in the team who are good at it and uh, over the t- the time period those people who are lagging on the skills they can build those skills and they can see themselves where they want to be in year time or 6 months time and also like performance um, reviews are not the time where we review the employees hey you have to improve on something on this you know, if you want to reach that i i think the um feedback has to be consistent uh, like uh, every day like one on ones like every weekly or biweekly and discuss what they want to be and where they want to be and uh, provide all the learning support for the people where they wanted to be um and if the organizations doesn't have that career development plan i think it's good to uh, build a development plan and provide the necessary uh, support like a training certifications or whatever it's required to perform uh, and to achieve what they want absolutely yeah and that's i think kind of i suppose in in summary well does anyone else have have any thoughts that, that now that we've heard everyone's input does anyone have any any other thoughts that they would like to share on that or or do we think everything's been covered yeah yeah i think so uh th- that was a pretty interesting point which uh, sanam made uh i kind of uh, tend to agree uh, to some point of it uh, where uh, it it depends on individuals where some people excel in um, when they are working from home some people still feel like we want to be in a meeting room like like for my myself if i have to give give an example so if i have to make a demo i feel like i need a whiteboard and um after this kind of uh, hybrid model uh, drawing using teams or whatever tools that we are using has become kind of i wouldn't say uh, not good but it's become hard um so that sort of face to face connect is something which i feel um uh, gives gives us that uh, satisfaction when when we see person face to face sometimes but but again on the flip side uh there are uh, people who are very much good in uh, excelling in what they are doing as an individual contributor through um, remote working and you know they don't need to be at office where they are very much self organized they are um they are they know what they are supposed to do yeah 
I mean, that's that's a, a very good point what you made, Sanam. Absolutely, yeah, and I think um, what I'm kind of gathering anyway is it's it's about keeping that visibility. You know, we might not always be in the office, um, might be working remotely, partially or, or fully remote, but it's about maintaining that that uh, visibility with with between the manager and, and the colleague as well. So yeah, um, excellent insights there again, and um, thanks very much, everyone. So we're going to change direction slightly now. Um, and Sanam, this this was the question that you put forward, and it's kind of on the flip side to, to what we've spoke about so far. But it's do people see value in actually coming into the office now, and how can we create more value from having days in the office? So uh, Kalpana, I'd like to start start with you if you want to give your thoughts. Um, yeah, uh, it it really depends on the uh, team and people um, and the work uh, what they are doing. Um, like for example, uh, from my team, like we have one engineer in uh, Sydney and three of them are in Melbourne. Myself in Sydney, so it's very impossible for us to be in all all of us to be in office together. Um, and also like if uh, also like when I was talking about this with my colleagues like it's it's really uh, important to be in office like we definitely miss the coffee catch-ups and like the chit chats and things like that the social connection when we were being in office before the pre-pandemic uh, but now it's very very different um, uh, in a hybrid work model uh, but we still need to have like that kind of, kind of socializing skills and things like that to uh, you know uh, to build that relationships um, yeah as I said like uh, it really depends on on the uh, demand of that job, I would say, um, if if it's working for you, like remote work or hybrid, it's up to the team. Um, and also, it uh, depends on their personal commitments as well. Like they sh- they might have kids who goes to school, they need to drop the kids in the school and daycare, um, and they need that flexibility. Um, they they can't be in office like all five days. They might come to office up weekly once or twice in a week Um, so we have to be very flexible to be to adapt that kind of work culture that's how it has been changed uh, for the last few years Uh, I think it's good to keep in that way but also uh, it's good to bring the people together as well like to celebrate some small wins or big wins um, or else if there is any um, feature product planning or uh, initiatives that's coming in so it's good to bring all the in- engineers or the people relevant people to have that conversation in a room you know so that we can get that more insights from everyone and uh, share the knowledge between others um yeah uh, that's how uh, i could see that and uh, yeah it could be like every three months or six months if you, your team is spread across different states within Australia or even if it's remote like other geographical locations it's very impossible to bring everyone yeah absolutely yeah um thanks so much for that Kalpana and and Roy what's what's your thoughts then um based on experience just going back to the question um I, I see that people see the value of coming into the office uh, everyone appreciate that the value but at the same time, appreciate the the, the hurdle uh, of coming into the office as 
uh, Kalpan mentioned, depending on you know your station life, you have kids, young kids. It's it's really kind of that effort coming to that barrier coming come to the office. So to me, it's more on how do we maximize the, the value uh, of the, the the value of them coming to the office. So what we you know need to kind of look in for from that uh, perspective. Um, so in our case, you know, we make sure that. So at the moment we do, uh, I um, have these um, kind of guidelines of coming in, uh, teams coming to, or people, individuals coming to office uh, twice a week. So what we do, we we make sure that you know uh, the team kind of um, have an agreement on which day they can come in. So they come in as a team. Um, and also we have this uh, particular day when there's a overlap when all the teams will be coming in uh, uh, in a week. So just so making sure that, you know, not just meeting your team, but it's also days that we can meet everyone uh, so much you can uh, during the week. Just kind of, you know, uh, having that opportunity uh, of, of connecting to the, to, to the whole team. Um, so, and also we do some, uh, we also have a uh, fun night as well. So once, you know, every fortnight we have uh, like a, uh, after hours drink and, 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 and funds, uh, after, after work, we, we do that one as well. We do a, um, a, uh, Thursdays, uh, bring your lunch, uh, you know, day. So everyone get, get, gather in the kitchen, uh, you know, we're having lunch together. So kind of, you know, finding different ways that can, you know, as I've said, maximize you know the, the value of them coming in. Uh, the the uh, focusing on the importance why why it is important. Uh, showing the, the individual why is it important to come into the office. Um, uh, and you know, and, and uh, taking advantage of all uh, of being being in the office. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and and Ram, then what what's your take on it? Well, uh, I see there is, uh, again, uh, like Rai said, I think there is definitely some value in uh, going to the office. Um, if not all days, at least uh, once or twice a week. Um, to me, to me specifically, what I feel is um, these critical conversations when you, when you feel like you want to talk to a person in terms of uh, goals or setting up their KPIs or reviews or feedback, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not only your tone, it's also your body language and how much uh, you give that sort of a, how much you're able to express yourself to the other person, how much you're able to make the other person understand that um, what you are trying to deliver is important. And I feel that sort of a connect can be delivered well when we are face to face, when we are uh, meeting the other person face to face. Like, like if I have to culture someone, like if I have to coach someone, there's a huge difference in how I deliver things and how the other person really interprets um, when I'm doing it uh, via video conference or be it face-to-face. A quick coffee catch-up can, um, it, it need not be professional. I mean, you don't need even need to go to a meeting room. You can just walk outside, go to a, a coffee shop, uh, get some coffee, take the other person to wherever they want to. Um, and then, um, um, sort out things whatever and however you you have to deliver it um so in that way yes i see there's a there's a very good value one more thing is uh it sort of brings your team together uh, one thing what i do is uh friday evenings we we just we all just go for a drinks um early early from work um and also we sometimes go for dinner together as a team it's uh it's sometimes uh you know uh it has to be balanced well i would say 
uh, not to go to the extreme like we are not friends we are not uh, you know we are not family we are we are colleagues and we sort of maintain that sort of a professional uh, environment wherever we go and we are together but at the same time it gives that sort of a social bonding and a professional bonding within each other where we are able to you know um, tell the other person that xyz is there and you put a face against a name and that way they know who you are talking to and what you are dealing with yes so i definitely see a value there um this is my take thank you brilliant thanks ram and then sanam so um you've you've heard from everyone else now uh, what what's your take on on kind of what they've said so far yeah i definitely definitely um agree with what everyone said i do resonate a lot with what uh, kalpana mentioned uh, she started with i think people see value uh, based on the role they play in in the organization or at the role that they are at um so i feel that coming into office should not be something that people have to do because somebody sitting on top said so and somebody wants to see a crowd of people in a workspace area that was empty for the last two years so uh, we we need to make sure that we we are able to show value maybe we as engineering managers in our roles see the value uh, for all the reasons uh, you know mentioned by kalpana roy and ram but that's what needs to translate to the teams um who have been in this mode of um you know uh this this comfort level and i think everybody has proved that look this is another way of um work being able to you know be delivered and and so yeah why should do we need to so i think again the onus falls on us to to translate that value to the team so like for instance somebody who is a business development or sales you don't need to explain them the value of it they exactly know what is the value of face to face interactions and talking to their customers being out there um, you know on the road uh, but uh, uh, you know somebody who is an engineer may just want 6 hours of quiet because knows exactly what they need to do and they just want to be a code you know they just want to code right and and the social interaction that we are talking about maybe that's not even a problem for some of them and so maybe we are focusing on a problem that we don't even need to solve to begin with but it's a problem probably that we see because of the roles we play in our organization so i think we need to work closely with the teams and ask the team what will bring you value if you are to commute 2 to 3 hours um juggle your personal your personal um commitments and come out of your comfort zone after 2 years to and a half years what is going to bring value so i think rather than we assuming what is going to bring value i think we need to talk to them and say all right when you come into office 2 or 3 days a week what do you want to do like you know do you want to do you know let's let's solve a problem that that it's difficult to whiteboard when we are virtual let's have a technical let's have a technical discussion let's let's do a social interaction let's go for a long lunch uh because even these social interactions that each one of of us have mentioned here are so important because they kind of help us to break some ice and have some level of comfort which in the long run helps us to deal with conflicting situations where we are managers we always had uh, to deal with conflicts in the team right and when the team has that comfort level socially 
it is easy for for managers for teams themselves to handle difference of opinions there could be technical difference of opinions there could be a deep rooted cultural difference of opinion because of which there are conflicts in the team so i think breaking that having that social interaction helps the team mature to be able to handle handle these situations but i think what value the team will get by coming into work is something we need to find out that what is it we need to do when we are in office two days a week what do we want to achieve out of that and let's let's have a, a you know let's build our day around that and let's do activities and tasks around around that so i think it's it it definitely has value but but we need to make sure that we are able to translate those values that we believe are value are values to from our teams and understand from our teams what we need to do when when they come into work brilliant that, thanks so much um yeah that's a, a couple of things that that i took from from what everyone said um and um you know that that's obviously that it's kind of it's the social interaction's important but it's obviously it's it's rule dependent as well right um and um there needs to be a purpose for for what we're doing and uh yeah i'm i'm going to come to you kalpana um have you I, any other thoughts on it uh yeah so to add on what sanan said like um we decided within our team when we go to office we do sprint plannings retros um and like we make we will be on the meetings most of the day to discuss whatever the solution uh, architecture decisions that we need to make or product planning for that quarter and things like that that really works um when we meet with people uh, from different stakeholders or cross functional teams and things like that uh, that really helps when we uh, go to office and meet people and talk directly for sure and roy did you have anything else to add yeah i just want to add on on um th- those ideas have been mentioned especially on uh, what Ram mentioned about um being conscious of what what, what meetings are effective uh or needs to be done uh face to face versus that they could be done uh you know remotely like for example as uh, Ram said difficult conversation you know that is sort of that needs a face to face conversation um and similar to, to what uh, some uh, mentioned as well like you know um there are th- like design discussions especially complex one that's that is uh, calling for a uh, a face-to-face uh, discussion with a whiteboard in, uh, in front uh another example would be like a kickoff a big kickoff project meetings as well when the, uh, everyone's coming together starting a new project that is also something uh, where you want everyone uh, be in the office you know face to face definitely yeah yeah um again brilliant brilliant insights are that we've got and and one other thing that i've i've taken from this as well is uh i need to get myself on some of these invites to our to our social uh, events after work and things so uh, feel free to set, send some of those invites my way guys <laughs> um but yes so we'll we'll move on then so um that this next question now was put forward by Roy um and it kind of I think t- ties a lot of a lot of this together what we've been talking about and that's how do you maintain a work life balance in this hybrid or, or remote working environment that that we're all in now mm-hmm. um and and Ram keen to keen to get your thoughts on this yeah this is a it's an interesting topic it's uh, i can keep talking about it but um so when we 
uh, so work-life balance is uh, with this hybrid model sometimes when we say we are working from home uh, uh, sometimes it uh, ends up working for home um, doing your uh, household chores like <laughs> uh, drying the clothes or washing the utensils or mm-hmm. whatever so it's it's uh, it's hard um, uh, sometimes uh, it stresses me out uh, what happens is sometimes what i do is uh, if if i have to uh, do some uh, coding as a hands on uh, myself engineer i mean because i'm an engineer as well so uh, i end up uh, doing something in the afternoons and in the work time but which i have to you know compensate um, uh, uh, later the night so it's not an obligation from the organization or something it's more of what uh, we ourselves have committed and obliged to it's more of you take that sort of a self responsibility that this is something which you have to do and if you don't do it end of the day you don't get to sleep you you feel like your day is not complete um so it has its it has its good side that you're able to manage things at home like for instance i i i have to uh, sharply log off at 5 pm because i need to get my son from the daycare and um uh, my uh, my partner also works in a similar industry wherein uh she might have some meetings which is extended till 6 pm and and she couldn't get my son and, and the vice versa so in such a situation um to be to be very open i need to uh, uh in my case i need to uh, thank my employer that i'm not micromanaged and i need to thank my manager and my seniors and leaders and whoever it is i'm not micromanaged i'm not being seen that are you in front of the desk 9 to 5 with 20 minutes or 10 minutes or gap whatever it is so they give me sort of a, a liberty and sort of a, a trust in me that yes this person can do things while while he's managing his uh, personal life as well so in that sense if i log off at 5 pm i'm able to pick up a call at 7 or 7:30 later the day when there is a production incident when there is a critical issue and i myself am able to extend the day uh, till like midnight whenever it is needed and you know don't overburden myself or get uh, you know get stressed out of it so um yes sometimes it uh, it becomes work for home sometimes it is a continuous 8 hours of workshop so that sort of a that sort of situation wherein uh when you see there are workshops when you are onboarding a new product or onboarding a new application you might have to be in a workshops for uh continuous 5 to 6 hours so when we are in such a situation um, going back to the previous point so that situations like that it's better to be at the office uh, walk or whatever get some coffee come back um, you know relax ourselves instead of you know monotonously being in front of the system and um and uh, you know because because when we are in a long workshop or meetings or whatever you sometimes feel like uh what is this and then you turn off your camera and and you 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 start doing something which is not even relevant to uh, the work and get distracted very easily so yeah work from home is a boon um for uh, for at least me um and maintaining that sort of a, a work life balance is something which i i, I thank to uh, to uh, to whatever covid or my organization or whoever it is to, to be having introduced this situation and able to maintain it at the same time great thanks ram um and sanam then what what's your take on it 
um yeah i think um again i i do relate to what um what ram has just just mentioned and i think he's he's put uh, he's raised a very good point that we as individuals as professionals we are self we are accountable and responsible enough to say all right you know i did a pick up and drop um which was midday i had a doctor's appointment now but i need to get that done because somebody is waiting on me to get it done and then you know we would probably you know sit back late at night and and complete it right so um we when we say work life balance that's how that's what i think work life balance means to us that that our life and work the line between that is really really thin right now and um and and how do we make sure that that we are doing our personal commitments and our work commitments without either of them getting impacted i think that's what the meaning of work life balance has changed because because we are working um you know we are we are having we are we are living our personal life during official work hours and so we have to make up for it in some way and that's why our personal life is is now with um with work right um so, so some things that i tried uh, initially that i failed miserably on was i switched off um you know i i stopped having my my mail client on my phone so but then i think that lasted for a week i still don't have a mail cl- uh, the the email client on my phone but i'm logged into my browser on the phone and then after work office every 30 minutes obsessively i will keep refreshing the browser and <laughs> and i've just kind of you know consoled myself oh i don't have a work email client on my phone but again you see slack i'm sure each one of us here even on sick days we are available on slack for any responses or any um you know chat platform that we use in our organization to to respond whether we are tagged on it or not we do respond right because that that's how i think we've been um we have been molded ourselves into in the last 2 years because that's what we feel we feel that our availability when is expected is what is going to keep the trust going on that we can do our job when we are remote and that is also one reason to to always try and be available to the best of our our ability maybe we need to take a step back and say and not give ourselves so much importance that if we don't respond to a to a message or an email the world will come to an end um maybe we need to stop giving ourselves way too much credit uh and and take a step back and and while we're trying to juggle if we have spent certain official hours in personal commitments yes we do owe that responsibility as individuals and our commitment to the organization that we we cannot drop the ball because of that because the organization has shown equal trust just like ram said right they don't micromanage us they don't care about have we punched in and punched out like the old days right so we need to keep maintaining that maintaining that trust but at the same time if we have done with our commitments um there is no that the organization is not asking us to be available at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock with that there are times with with different time zones we end up you know responding to messages uh, you know maybe you know us time when when we are at night and they have come into work i mean i think that's self discipline that that we need to do i think and it's so we do have a, a rule in our house that post uh you know 7 p.m for 3 hours we don't have any gadgets in our close proximity we have 
a little bowl at our entry, like the key bowl, and we just put our gadgets there. And it doesn't matter. Let the world be on fire the next three hours. You know, so it's like it's like a digital detox for us on a daily basis, and not only for work. I think even on a social level, on a personal level, I think we just need to be more disciplined that our fingers don't need to be scrolling and clicking and wriggling at at all times. I think it's just become we've just become a creature of habit. Um, so while we have commitment to the organization, I think self discipline is also very very important. For sure, definitely. Um, and Kalpana, then, what what's your take on on um, creating a work-life balance. Um, I pretty much agree what Sanam is saying. Like, uh, I, 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 I'm also kind of a person where I go and check my Slack and uh, emails very often. That's that's how we trained ourselves for the last couple of years. Um, but it's also very important to set uh, some kind of expectation within the team as well. Like when you are available, when you are not. Uh, for example, you are not available when you go and pick up your kids from school. Let's say like between three to three to three. 30 say no meetings um, and there might be a, a people in the team as well where they go to gym during the uh, working hours um, like let's say during lunchtime they want to utilize that um, to go to gym from one to two so say that no meetings agree within the team and written down in the document that these are the agreements that we made that's a culture that we're going to follow um, so that don't expect people to be in meeting during the lunch times or during the school pickup times and we also have a concept in zip like uh, where we um, allocate weekly twice wednesday mornings and friday afternoons um like focus days no meetings um if even if there is any other meetings just decline cancel the meetings until otherwise if it's a p1 or p2 issue right um so that's a kind of um, work culture that we need to bring and uh, build as well to maintain that work-life balance so that we can complete all our work during that focus time or also they can spend that time for their learning career development and things like that too um yeah so don't uh, hesitate to say no if that time is not going to work for you and if if it's really really pressing issue then respond otherwise don't even bother absolutely yeah and that's i think sort of what's what's come right here is is really it's it's about taking initiative as well and, and um, you know, and taking responsibility and, and really owning your day, as you say, Kalpana. If if there's something that doesn't work for you, you know, own that. It, it doesn't work for you. We, we need to be more flexible now. And, and yeah, I completely agree. Um, but Roy, what, what's what's your take then on, on what you've heard so far? Um, I mean, first of all, thanks for everyone's insight. Uh, yeah, I'm talking uh took a note here having a yeah, digital ball uh near the door where you check out all your your gadget um, <laughs> i think everyone is guilty of having you know or that um uh that um uh not able to put down their their their, uh, their, their phone and, and checking their messages um and as everyone said this is all about uh, self-discipline with the the challenge with this, uh, you know, remote working, it's really blurs the line between, uh, you know, work life and, and professional life. Um, and as we said, it's really, you need to be kind of, you know, uh, be strict on you know, putting a guidelines, you know, like have it set, setting a time and, and be strict on it, um, and, you know, and, 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 and stick to, stick to your plan. Um, and, and the other challenge, as, as um, Ram said, 
sometimes when when you're working um, or especially when you're working on uh, a complex project um, it's easy to get uh, lost you know get lost track of time and you just keep keep going unlike in, in the office with people around you they get a tap on your shoulder remind you you take a break or at least invite you for coffee or, or uh, go out for lunch and give you that break but if you're sitting at home working on you know deep in, 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 into your thoughts it's really kind of you know um, hard to kind of mentally uh, or consciously taking uh, taking a break so again going back to uh, having that uh, having that uh, discipline um, and the other um, the other thing also uh, uh, depending on the rules well the the back-to-back meetings is another it's another killer uh, where you um, you know you tend to be sitting all day in meetings so after meetings you're jumping from one meeting to uh, to another uh, in uh, at work we start put this rule in place where meeting starts five minutes uh, after the hour so rather than set for example, rather than setting a meeting at 10, uh, you set a meeting at 10 or 5, at least you, people give that five-minute break uh, between between uh, between meetings. So yeah, there's just a, couple, a few things, uh, you know, that can be done just to kind of have that, you know, uh, the important thing is uh, looking after your health, uh, having that regular break, um, and, 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 and having that uh, having that discipline. For sure, definitely. And, and Sanam, did you have something you want to add there? Yeah, one thing that that um, I personally did did a change is I realized that um, every time I was I was on a sick day or a personal day, I would say, "All right, I'm taking the day off. Um, ping me, or I'll be available on Slack if you need me for anything." Or I would say things like, um, you know, even if I'm on leave or it's late in the night, if I'm seeing a message on a public Slack channel, then I would respond to that. And I think. When, when I was doing such things, probably my team felt that, all right, you know, maybe we should do the same. And, and, and then after, when I started observing that, I realized that I need to change that. Like, I don't need to say I'm available on a sick day, um, you know, and when, when I would say that, then it's, it's not an unsaid expectation from my team, either said or unsaid expectation, but maybe because of my, the way I am, I had certain behavioral patterns and probably that became the unsaid expectation, which I had to clearly say that. So even now, if I see a message on my Slack uh, from some of my team members, the first thing I tease them about is I will bring this up in your performance review. So um, I, I tease them about it. I'm like, go offline right now. And and even if they give me a thumbs up to that, I'm like, that means you're still responding. So <laughs> don't respond to my message. So, you know, so I, I do make sure that now it is a very set expectation to my team, loud and clear um, that this is what, you know, like you don't have to do this. Uh, and I think that happened only because I could first have be self-aware of myself doing that and you know not causing these unsaid expectations for the for for the rest of us absolutely yeah and and roy did you did you want to add something um yeah, okay. just want to add on in terms of balance having that balance um the other aspect is the, most of the with the remote working most of the conversation is very transactional um you know, talking about work and we lose that and like we being in the office that the social uh conversation uh being being based 
So, you know, as a leader, just um, say, be, be conscious about that one. For example, in in, in, um, in our organization, uh, we, we do like a, 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 like a monthly, uh, sorry, a Monday morning check-in, like a stand-up, not talking about work, but talk, just talking about, uh, talking about the weekend uh, and, you know, uh, and, and some, uh, some personal, you know, news or people wanting to share, just kind of, you know, just so that we don't talk about not just work, but also other, other things. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And, and Kalpana? Yeah, to add on that, um, the things that works for me is like we created a kind of a support channel for our team so that people um, have questions, any questions related to our products. They just post the questions in the channel so that anyone available in the team or knows about the things, they can answer the question. It doesn't have to be answered by the specific person. Um, and uh, also like it's kind of a roster, whoever is in that roster, they are responsible to address those questions for that week so that it won't be responsible for one single person to address all the external questions that's coming from other various different areas in the business. Um, that's one thing that's really working for us. Um, like, and also like uh, bringing the asynchronous communication, like um, you don't have to be in meetings um, or you don't have to set up meetings for every single conversation that you want to have just post it in a uh, slack channel and wait for the response and and get the response whenever whenever it's ready on or even the person who needs to be response they don't have to immediately respond that they can come and respond when they have the time um, so that gives um, kind of a, a space for the people uh, to get their own time and think about it and come come back to answer those questions Absolutely, yeah, and I think we can all be guilty sometimes of of just putting meetings in for for meetings' sake at times. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's great advice there. Um, well, yes, look, uh, unfortunately, I could I could go on all day, um, here hearing about all your experiences and and your insights. Um, but unfortunately, we are out of time. Um, for this episode of the Evolution Exchange. Um, so before we finish the podcast, I just want to say a massive thanks to to all of our guests for sharing their thoughts um, in today's conversation. And once again, once again, our guests today have been Kalpana, um, engineering manager at Zipco, Ram, the engineering manager and chapter lead at Commonwealth Bank, Sanam, the engineering manager at Nuix, and Roy, the head of engineering at Worldline Services Australia. Um, so yeah, thanks very much, guys. Really appreciate uh, taking the time today to to share your thoughts and your insights and, and experiences. And I think there there's a lot of love value, very valuable insights that people will be able to take from today's show. And um, so thanks very much, guys. Brilliant. Thanks. And yeah, so look, uh, just to close off, if you are hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role please feel free to get in touch with us here at evolution or if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on a future podcast feel free to drop me a message too i am matt johnston and you can find me on linkedin or email at matt.johnston at evolutionjobs.com.au or visit us at evolutionjobs.com forward slash au Thanks again to all of our guests and thank you all for listening. We really hope you can join us next time.